This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We are your hosts, Sue Tab and Kendra Petroni, and today we get the incredible opportunity to talk with an American pop icon. Taylor Dane has sold over 75 million albums and singles worldwide, earned three Grammy nominations, an American Music Award, multiple New York Music Awards, and New York Music Hall of Fame honors. She is one of the very few artists in musical history to successfully cross over into almost every musical genre and chart with hit singles in pop, dance, R&B, adult contemporary, and rock. She completely defined a decade with her music, and we get the chance to talk with her this morning. I'm so excited. Hi, Taylor. Good morning. Welcome to the show. <laughs> That's a mouthful. That was awesome. <laughs> Wasn't it? Well, you deserve it. When you hear that, you must be like, wow, <laughs> pretty awesome. You got to hold your hand over your heart, ladies. Right? That's right. That's right. Well, this is very cool. So we are so thrilled to talk with you here in Boston and even more excited to be with you in person at The Verve next week for your show. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. First, we have to talk about your extraordinary career. I mean, my God, one, it pretty much defined a decade for a lot of us. What was it like for you being in your 20s, starting out in the music industry? Tell us about your experience when you were breaking into the business. For me, Imagine I already was right there at the epicenter, New York. Mm, right. <laughs> yeah, I grew up there. Everybody was, you know, the big thing was get to New York, get to New York, or maybe California, but the record business primarily, this was a, I broke my first single, Tell It To My Heart Broke. We recorded it in 87. It was released late 87 eight in Europe and then 88 here. So imagine every the clubs that you 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 hold near and dear from the cbgb's to the bitter end to the bottom line <laughs> to the to the rt fireflies all these clubs you know 54 not that i played at 54 because this was now late 80s but mm. they were in my backyard mm-hmm. and that's where i that was my forum that was my learning that that's where i was with a band you know two bands far before that my first band at 18 and all original music you know we played these clubs and we I got the opportunity to really invest in my development, my artist development that way. It was New York. (laughs) It was was Second Avenue, Love Spit Love, everything you saw on that, you know, know, Desperately Seeking Susan, that was, 
the limelight. Yeah. Eventually, my brothers were DJs and VJs at Private Eyes. I mean, it's all just kind of incredible. Yeah. And you know what strikes me too, Taylor, is you're not just a, a singer. You're a really gifted songwriter as well. And yeah. for somebody like me who can't even read a note, um, <laughs> how does... How does that work? I'm always in awe of somebody that can write their own music. And and you've written for Tina Turner and a bunch of like icons. And and so tell us a little bit about the songwriting process and, and how, when you might know that this is a big hit. When you know, that's such an interesting question. I, I could sit in an office with Clive Davis and listen to Love Will Lead You Back. Diane sent it in, Diane Warren, and, and my heart just exploded and I said, I have to do that song. He goes, is this not an incredible song? Those are when you know, you just mm-hmm. hear it. Who yeah. knew would tell it to my heart? We, I went to high school with this guy that was now working at Warner Chapel Publishing, literally two years le- later. And he sent me, you know, he sent me a, a tape. I, I know we, we don't talk about it much, but cassette tapes and mm-hmm. it had five yeah. songs on it. And one of yeah. them fell with my heart. And I'm like, Rick, this is, you know, we need to record this song. And he's like, this is the hit. I go, you think so though? Like this six songs. He goes, eh, we got to try this. It has crossover appeal. So, I mean, that's ears. That's having an A&R ability. You know, what do you know? Other than when you, you things hit and you show up and, and you show up for yourself and, your desire is bigger than your fears, you know, because quite frankly, there is no guarantees. Mm. But writing songs was something that became a necessary uh, extension of me as an artist because I became so much more involved in my process. And those songs that like Tina recorded, which is Whatever You Want, which became a huge hit for her, um, was a song that I wrote for myself. Oh, wow. You know oh, what I mean? I wrote it for my third album for Soul Dancing. And I felt it was, you know, I wrote it with Shep Pettibone. And these are the guys that just did Vogue. You know what I mean? So it was like we were collaborating at the highest level with, and I just thought it was a really strong single. And I and the record company didn't hear that. So pass. And how lucky am I three years later that she recorded it? But I'm just saying mm. like that was just dumbfounding, but. But on that next record, Soul Dancing, I wrote "I'll Wait," which was amazing with Shep. I did uh, mm-hmm. Soul Dancing, and it goes on. There's more songs on there, but I just have to say, it starts with myself. Starts for my voice, and I think that's what resonated. That's when I think it was Trevor Horn produced that, and when Tina heard that, you know, yeah, I mean, she's huge inspiration for me. One of the huge, you know, voices in my head. Do you have a favorite song, you know, one that you're most proud of creating or performing? I mean, you've had 17 top 20 singles over the course of a, you know, a three decade career. Do you have a favorite? I know that's kind of a weird question to ask. I'm sure you love them all, but but live is so different. So performing live, you know, to me, you're telling a story, right? It's like a play. You want a beginning, middle and an end, and you want to finish it in a way where people feel they've got a piece of your soul and vice versa, you know, like you really, this reciprocity, it's very important. So I feel like by the middle of the show, when I start doing shelter, there's this level of explosion, if you will. (laughs) You know, you open up a show with like a couple of, you know, hits, strong, bringing everybody together, getting their attention. I love doing I'll Always Love You live. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love performing shelter. How is it different? My heart is like, I just can't explain it when everybody's just. Oh, oh, people just. Yeah. I I bet. Love will lead you back is quite. It's, 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 it's a, a moment. It's, it's a real emotional moment. It's a, it's a real place. 
How does it feel different, Taylor, now performing those songs than it did when you were really young in your 20s and stuff? You have way more life experience and that kind of thing. So does it feel different? I'm sure it always feels different, but I'm different. So what's Mm -hmm. changed is then you're just putting out a single, right? And then you're seeing the impact. Now people have lived with this impact. Now the information I get is you've changed my life or this is life changing. I'm in this seat because... Mm -hmm. Your voice has moved me. These lyrics are part of the lands, you know, the soundtrack of my life or my children were raised on this, you know, everything you just can't imagine, you know, it's 35 years almost. So you've, you know, been a part of so many people's lives in different ways, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, you know, brothers coming out LGBT community. It's, it's incredible. Right. Yeah. For me, I had to learn even probably over the last 10 years, how to, receive that kind of love back while I'm up on stage, this reciprocity and have this, this energy moment where it serves both of us, the audience, as well as myself. So I feel full when I walk off that stage, empty and yet full. Mm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about social media because when you were coming up in the ranks, so to speak, you know, they didn't have YouTube or Instagram, uh, people actually had to buy a ticket and wait for the show. <laughs> or even better. They didn't have cell phones. Let's get to the real heart of the battle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't even yeah. think about this. In 88, there was no internet. Oh. Right. Cell phones. I was on public phones doing like <laughs> stuck in airports, literally making phone calls to radio stations. That's how we got there. Either phone yep. calls or you schlepped to every radio station. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. So what do you think about today's environment, music environment, with with all of the different ways people can access the music? Are we better for it or do you long for the days of (laughs) waiting in line a paper ticket? (laughs) Well, no, I mean, look, I think it's incredible. But here here's the two. There's two points to this. You had four major massive record companies, right? You had the big the big four running the entire world. So who got in? It was more difficult to get in than to get out. Just imagine that. Mm. It was just a small window. And now you have so many forums where artists can express themselves and go directly to their audience. And that Mm. in and of itself is why you see so much overnight stardom, overnight sensations in some level, because they're talking directly to their fans or they're figuring out how to reach them and develop. And that's what social media is. That's the platform. um, These platforms have allowed direct marketing and that's why record companies have kind of scrambled but never dismiss the fact you know there's a Beyonce and and this and that and Gaga because there's such a a huge you know marketing and the platform behind them is Mm -hmm. these major labels but you know you look at Little Nas and you look at all these other guys that came out Mm -hmm. of a social media uniform and and how they've broken and even Justin Bieber how he was discovered but of course went into a major but I'm just telling you it's a really it's been an amazing thing to watch that you can continue to have a platform or build even as an adult artist, like as myself that, you know, how to mm-hmm. really relearn, you know, we've all had to cult, you just really cultivate a new language skill. Mm-hmm. 
If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We've been talking with pop icon Taylor Dane about her extraordinary career. Her music defined the 80s with her songs like Tell It to My Heart, Love Will Lead You Back, among so many others. Taylor Dane has sold over 75 million albums and singles worldwide. She's earned three Grammy nominations, an American Music Award, multiple New York Music Awards, and she recently released her memoir, Tell It to My Heart, which was on Amazon's bestseller list. Let's get back to our conversation. Taylor, Sue and I talk about this all the time. Everything 80s is back right now, and I love it I love so it. much. <laughs> I can't get decade, enough of baby. it. I mean, out of all the, I mean, look, Stranger Things, I mean, the clothing, even current music seems to be sampled a lot from the 80s, from 80s music. Why do you think there's such a love for that decade? Because I feel like out of all the decades, out of all of them, the 80s seemed to be the most loved. What made that time so special? I don't know. I broke in 1988. I was kind of at the end of it, you know. And then, of course, my my look was something straight out of St. Mark's and 8th Street. And it was this yeah. big hair and red lips. Yes. And very dominatrix. You know, that was what I was wearing. I was wearing, I was going to Love Spit Love. And I was getting my clothes made or I was trying, you know. And it was thrift yes. store. It was this combination of thrift store and then plastic and, and yeah. you know, uh, um, vine, vine, you know, mm, right to say it, but yeah, see that sure. first dress yeah. is kind of a collector's co- cover if you get that with my big hair, the red, because the first one was just a 12 inch. We just put out Tell It to My Heart first. We had no record right. in the can. Um, it was an experiment, but like I said, being there, I think it was just because you had all of a sudden this forum called MTV and video. And, and this video, it's not like it didn't mm-hmm. exist in the 70s, but not to this artistic forum where we took a three minute song and turned it into this event. You had Billy Idol, Adam Ann, Cindy Lauper, all these, you know, boy, George, you had just oh, yeah. defining visuals. Sure. You had Mick Jagger. Absolutely. But you didn't have that medium of, of video where mm-hmm. again, it was going in every house, every TV and where people were exploring and every artist was exploring this, this, this look. I think we had it with punk rock to a, a degree. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that fashion, it was a statement. It was a takeover, you know? And I think that's what the eighties also, you had this flood originally of these British invasion, right? This brought these bands, mm-hmm. Flock of Seagulls, the Adam Ants, the, you know, Thompson <laughs> twins, but great songs are great songs. And that's, what's going to last over time. I mean, a look is a look and a stick is a stick, but yeah. I think that's why it's so imprinted with everybody because we start we we saw something we visualized yeah. something so clearly. Except a record company. Remember, you used to look at an album cover, right? Oh my god, that yeah. was the that's big deal. What we lived with you know, right. yeah. and, and if they got out there and we saw photos of them in some sort of magazine, yeah. whether it was Rolling Stone, it was only monthly. It wasn't daily. I know that's crazy. Yeah, the cycle's <laughs> constant now. <laughs> Taylor, I want to ask you, too, about your your best-selling book. It's called, well, aptly called Tell It to My Heart. You released it in 2019, and you talk a lot about your career, of course, but also your personal life. Um, You're a mom. You have twins. How did that change you in terms of uh, we're both moms, so um, it definitely changes the course a little bit. (laughs) I think the easiest way to, to, to kind of give you an answer for that is what happened in 2017 is I went and started uh, my 30 year anniversary was coming up mm-hmm. for, the, you know, for my, my career, obviously, but tell it to my heart. And uh, I knew a book was in my, my head, but 
um, I went and started talking with ghostwriters and I met a woman who I immediately had this affinity with. Her name was Linda Syverston. So if you look her up and she has a book writing club, if you will, and she also has a, a, a mentor book writer and she's enormous. She's done bestsellers. She's ghostwrited with. So I went to her Carmel writing retreat and she said, Taylor, you know, as we started this process, there were about three, five other women or people that were getting in the middle of their projects. A lot of them went onto the bestsellers list, but what, what Linda helped me do in, in 2017, and she goes, this is going to be the two, three year process. Just know this right now. And who you do this with, she goes, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I, I can't do a project like that right now. But she goes, I believe this is a Ted talk and you start with a Ted talk and she goes, and I promise you, I'm a manifester. This is going to happen because you have to tell this story in a way that is combined with your music and your, your word, your spoken word, and while you're working on your book. And that's what happened in 2017, 18 is when you see TED women. So I did the TED talk. She did it. We got it. And both of us did this event. It was enormous. And wow. it really was what allowed me and showed me and the skills and the, you know, the type of, uh, and of course, then I did find an incredible uh, um, ghostwriter that I worked with on this, Joni, who did um, Beautiful for uh, My Tay with Prince and just an enormous writer I worked with. And take a look at that. Go on YouTube, find my TED Talk, and you'll see really the emotional landscape of where this book came from. And then you also are combined with music, what inspired me and what really talked to me as an, as a four and five-year-old is what really set up this, set up the book and the story. And then of course my career really sums so much of it up because what holds everybody back, you know, mm -hmm. everybody has a story, but what stops you from going into that next place, you know, and, and that place yeah. and that, the goals, whatever. Of course. Do you still have anything from the eighties? Do you have any vintage pieces of clothing or anything from a tour or anything that you've saved? You better believe it. You do? <laughs> no. Yes. I love you. Oh, see, I love that. I'd rock now, that. Every I also day. gave away lots of stuff over the years and then we've sold things in auctions and, but I have to say that that skirt, I have also that incredible, if you see with every beat of my heart, that incredible, beaded, yes. beautiful, yes. uh, that bodysuit that was completely yes. curated for me in the beginning where I'm playing in the water. I have that. It's just like a masterpiece, you know? Oh my God. Oh, I love so it. Cool. That I have from the videos. Yeah. Very, very important. So Taylor, you've, I mean, you've kind of done it all. I know you've done movies and, and you did Rescue Me and, but recently- I am a masked singer fan, and I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> that's something else. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? You were what were you? The popcorn? Is it the I popcorn? Was popcorn? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What was that experience like? It was incredible. I get a call. I'm on a beach up in Santa Barbara. We're in smack in the middle of COVID. I'm laying next to my manager. You know, I think it'd been on season. It's gone up as far as season three at this point. And I was like, they're getting incredible artists on this. Yeah, they are. At the same time, like it was such a phenom, right? Right. It was just right. so crazy. Different. But yeah. I get a call. We're on the beach. It's highly COVID. And we go, would Taylor be interested? And we're like, it was like Dina Cat. I can't even tell you. She's like the casting. She's like crazy for that. And, and amazing casting director. And she does Dancing with the Stars. And we're like, Dina, like, 
is Taylor available? Like, is anybody not? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> well, we're very strict COVID, but we're going, TV production is now back to some extent and Mass yeah. Singer was, was huge, is a huge show on Fox. And they were like, would you consider, can you be available in three weeks or two weeks? And can you come in? We want to talk to you about coming in. And I go, holy crap. I go, I can work. I mean, where else are we going? Yeah. He like, looked at me and I'll never forget we were on the beach and I was like, this is magic. And of course we developed um, popcorn, you know, and there was everybody and anybody that was on tour that would be on tour. That was any, the, the best lighting, the best choreographers, everybody was available and we were under strict protocols and we tested every day. And mm-hmm. it was miraculous to be under a mask while we're wearing a mask to go and do a, an anonymous. <laughs> and I went all the way and I loved every single second of it. It was most creative, brilliant, fun. I love that show. I know. It really, and imagine anybody, I had four different choreographers each day when we worked on four different songs. Like it was incredible. And, and I mean, hard as yeah. F. I bet. Yeah. Oh, I, I bet. bet. There is no microphone under your mask. You are singing into that microphone. There is no, you are 15 minutes total time under that mask. It's brutal. When you heard Buster Rhymes say, I don't know, man, I thought I was going to suffocate. Like it's anything right. is possible. I, oh, I believe it. I would think about it. Like, aren't you just dripping in sweat? <laughs> I would be. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and you know, you're masked under that mask because you have to have something against you. And my right. head piece came up probably by two foot. Right. You know, and the weight. And plus I right. had like the hula hoop of a skirt. I couldn't even bend over. I was like, we have to shorten. We have to take it in. I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm short here where we'll put you in higher heels. And like some of the times. You know, I only had like a little eye hole to look out. Like you, you, you think you could see, but you know, you're really like yeah. in a mask, and you're cutting holes as you go to see how you oh, can I'm sure. walk around this stage and do some sort of choreography. Well, uh, speaking of shows, I mean, I'm so happy. I think we all are so happy to have concerts, have in-person shows again. Yeah, I mean, it was a very long and hard two years for everybody, I know. and we are. So excited, so excited that you're coming to The Verve in Natick uh, next weekend, Saturday, July 16th. Our morning show, Morning Magic, is going to be there with oh, listeners. Amazing. It's going to yep. be such an awesome night. Tell us about this tour, what fans can expect if they're coming to the show. I'm calling it the All Love Tour. We're back out. Like, I'm yes. all, all love, baby. I'm like, we're... <laughs> yes. Um, during COVID, I started a project called Dane's Den. You might be familiar with it. We started that. That's in the midst of a, of a series in the middle of it. But what I did was it was so hard to be disconnected from fans just suddenly, like overnight, like, yeah. boom, you're not on tour anymore. Your whole tour schedule is canceled. I have a recording studio and a studio in the back of my house. And um, I think by month three, I was doing, I was doing these Sundays at home. If anybody saw that, and it was really a way for me to connect with the fans. And I was taking songbooks. I took the, the Beatles. I took, mm-hmm. you know, Simon and Garfunkel. And it was just, you know, 30 minutes of just straight up streaming with my fans and singing and just keeping that connection. And Dane's Den came from that. And then I got five band mates to meet up there. And it was really the stripped down incredible way to stay connected and put them up on YouTube. And, and really, you know, we did it a couple of times. And now we're in the midst of turning it into uh, an episodic series. But where I'm where where I'm saying is this stripped mm-hmm. down version, what the show will be, I would never deny people hits, but there's also this exploration of what we did during COVID, which is Dane's Den. Some some incredible music. I recorded a full album with nine-time Grammy recipient Greg Field. This is the direction um, of the record. We did a couple of cover like an Ed Sheeran song. We did a Selena Gomez and their their 
it's showcasing my voice, showcasing mm-hmm. music. This is really Grammy bound for me. This is really about, um, and we'll do a couple of those songs. One of the new songs called Paper Planes. I really want to introduce the audience to what I've been doing the last couple of years. And we have a link up too on our Magic homepage. I just want to let people know magic1067.com. So anyone listening right now can can get show info and buy tickets. But we're so excited because, yeah. you know, we don't get out much. So I <laughs> hope you're ready oh. for us. <laughs> Marty. Well, how far are you from Boston proper? It's nothing, right? It's like 15 minutes, 20. Yeah. So Yeah, easy. Yeah. Like, all yeah. my Boston homies and everybody I love, you know, Boston's like big, deep in my heart. I love it there. So we're going to have a great time. I mean, Boston is one of the first cities that really broke my, my tell it to my heart. It's like, I have a lot of love there. So mm-hmm. Massachusetts, it's just, you know, it's home for me. Well, Taylor, you're, I mean, all of your songs are on my running playlist. I mean, you're like one of our favorite Same. artists of all time for both of us. This is like um, us talking yeah. to our idol. So we're so oh. grateful for you taking time to talk with us today. I mean, you were a part of all of our lives through milestones, like you mentioned before. And we're so excited to see you next weekend at The Verve. This has been awesome to talk with you on our podcast here. I mean, we highlight exceptional women and you are three decade career successful oh. in the music business. Yeah. I mean, that's not an and easy thing to do. And still as relevant as ever and right. the longevity, like that, that's not nothing like that. It, you're amazing. I love you women. Thank you so much for <laughs> giving me. I'm holding my hands over my heart right now. Thank you. Women power. That's right. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you so lady. much, Taylor. Thanks. Thank Have you. Have a beautiful, blessed day. Thanks, guys. Thank you to pop icon Taylor Dane for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk with celebrities and CEOs, but we're also interested in talking with your neighbors, co-workers, and friends who are quietly making an impact out in their communities. Go to magic1067.com, email us if you know someone you'd like to recommend to be featured on our program. You can also follow us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.